time for the E21 Go Sports Podcast. Now, here's your host, Easton Durant. Hello and welcome to E21 Go Sports. I'm Easton Durant. And in today's episode, I'll be talking about Sean Watson trade rumors, the Super Bowl, and James Harden to the Nets. First off, I want to just talk about Deshaun Watson trade rumors. He's recently been wanting to get out of Houston. That relationship is nowhere where it used to be. After they traded Hopkins, it just showed that they they just don't care and their years of being decent are over. So Deshaun Watson is not the first guy to want to get out of Houston, being James Harden. But uh, I'll go around saying the trades. I think that one trade that they that they should do, which would be a really good one for them, would be to the Jets. The Jets would receive Watson, and then they would trade Darnold. They need a new quarterback. And then uh, they would also get the second overall pick and a 2020 uh, first-round pick. The reason why they get Darnold is, I mean, Darnold isn't terrible. He wasn't on the Jets. He was, he was a decent quarterback. He did what the Jets needed him to do. Of course, that was they needed him to go, like, 3-14. and 14. But he could be a good safety option for the Texans. Because they take that second overall pick, they're probably going to get Justin Fields or another quarterback there, and I think that that would be a really good trade for them. The second prediction, Watson did list the Dolphins as his second choice, so I think that he would go to the Dolphins, they would get, uh, the Texans would get Tua, and the third overall pick. That's a great trade because they get Tua, and then maybe they can pick Fields, because the Jets they, they shouldn't draft a uh, quarterback. They shouldn't draft Fields. The Jets need alignment, so that's basically a, a given that the uh, that the uh, Dolphins would have a chance to draft Fields. A surprise trade that I think could happen could be the, J- the Jaguars. The Jaguars would trade Gardner Minshew and the first overall pick for Watson because first overall pick they could get Trevor Lawrence and I really like the idea and I think that the, the Texans should as well of getting the safety quarterback Gardner Minshew he's proven to be decent when it in the games that he's played and when it I wouldn't say when it matters for the Jacksonville because they haven't needed it but he's a decent quarterback and he's shown that he has potential under the right circumstances so I think that that could be a good trade for them and then the yeah, I think that those are all p- perfect spots for Watson. I mean, I feel like he could str- he could he could help the Jets move up, and especially the Dolphins would be a great pick for him. I feel like that they could uh, they could win the East with him because the Bills the the could win the East or could get a wild card, but they have the Bills there, and I mean the rest of the division is just the Jets, Dolphins, and the and then the rest but yeah i think that his best chance of maybe doing good would be dolphins and then if he wants the deal i think he could go to the jets and then i just i just think donald would would is good in the jets role and that they need him and i feel like they still shouldn't give give up with him but i mean if they could get a designated quarterback who's one of the top five players in the league under 25 he he's they're set and i think that and the the jets aren't gonna draft fields i think ohio state quarterbacks are never good out of college i just think that they're they 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 could win over northwestern but they can't win over anyone else it's just a a terrible trade for anybody else that's invulnerable for anyone else moving over to the 
uh, championship round. It was the Bills versus the Chiefs. That was obviously a slow start to the game. It was really slow, but then it started picking up, and then the Chiefs just blew the Bills out of the water. Uh, Mahomes had three touchdowns and zero interceptions, 325 yards. And then Josh Allen had two touchdowns, 287 yards. I think this is a good thing for the Bills is that they were able to go this far, especially considering that in the years prior they have been decent. So I think that this is a huge step up for the Bills and that they have the they can go far and especially because that East is with Brady gone is unattended. There's no winners, so I think that they could easily win the East almost every year as long as the Patriots and the uh, Dolphins don't get better. But it was it was a really good game to watch, and I think that it was I think that Chiefs could win the Super Bowl with this against the t- Tom Brady and those guys. And then moving over to the NFC, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Green Bay Packers. 31-26, to it was a close game all between. Tom Brady had three touchdowns, three interceptions, 280 yards, and it was about the same for uh, Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns, one interception, 346 yards. I, A lot of people have, sa- have said that the refs may have screwed, may have cost them the game, that they had a lot of missed calls for, and then a lot of calls to help the Tom Brady. I think it's just it. The championship game has become just the right to beat the Packers. They can they can never go back to they can never win. I feel like in the championship round. So that's something that they need to do better. Um, it was just an all good. It was a good game throughout. I felt like it was it was a one score game. One thing that I didn't agree with with the Packers is that they had fourth down with uh, less than five minutes left in the game. They settled for the field goal when they could have tried to score. I think that that could have caught that, that cost them the game. It was fourth and short when you're down by, when you're going against Tom Brady, the best quarterback in the league and maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, you have to take every single chance that you can get and every single, every single score that you can get. So I think that it was, it was a bad decision by by the Packers to kick the field goal on that one. I think that they should have just hunkered down and tried to score on that one. But as I said, all good game around and I think that in the next couple days we'll be talking about the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think it's gonna be a great game. It's the old goat Tom Brady against the new goat upcoming. Tom Brady's trying to get a seventh ring and Holmes is trying to get a second. I think that it's going to be a great game. I can't wait for it. And the next couple of days, we'll, I'll be t- we'll, I'll be talking about it. So I'm just super excited for that game. Uh, moving over, the the Nets acquired James Harden in a blockbuster trade. They, the three-time scoring champ is headed to Brooklyn in a deal involving Houston and Cleveland. And I think that this could either be a great trade for the Nets or it could be a terrible trade for the Nets. The Nets re- received James Harden for, uh, for the from the Rockets, and then a 2024 second round pick from the Cavs. The Nets traded away Jared Allen, Tarian Prince, and rights to Alexander Veskinov. He was the 57th pick in 2017 to the Cavs, and then Karis LeVert, Rodden's Kurucks, three round first picks, 2022, 24, and 26, and four first round pick swaps to the Rockets. The Rockets received Karis LeVert, Rodian's Krusix, and three first-round picks, which I just said. And then 
Dante Exum and a 2020 round first round pick via Milwaukee from the Cavs. So, yeah, I think that this could either be a great trade for the Nets or it could be an absolute blow up in the face. It could be a repeat of the big three that they tried to get with uh, with Kevin Garnett and all those guys. Because James James Harden is an exceptional player, but one thing that's stereotyped around him is that it's him hogging the ball. So I think that he just needs to figure out how to not do that with the with the Wooden Durant, Kyrie Irving, and I think that they could be golden. Kevin Durant has been absolutely dominating this season. He's been amazing. And Kyrie Irving has been has been a little shaky. He's been okay. He, he left them. I feel like he is just a crazy dude. He always has his antics, and especially when he left for his sister's party or something, it just it just showed that he, you can't rely on him that much. And yeah, I think it could be like I said, either great deal, terrible deal. I think I think that they they have a chance to go really far in the playoffs. I think that they they have the obviously the best team on paper right now. Kevin Durant, amazing. James Harden. MVP and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving just needs to get his head straight, and I feel like it could be perfect for them. And I feel like they don't have much competition in the East. I feel like the Bucks could be the biggest, and maybe the Heat. But the Nets have the new big three. That's the new. They are the new super team right now. And the only other super teams against them are the teams in the West, which is LeBron and his Lakers and Kawhi and his Clippers. So yeah, I think that they could have a very decent shot at winning this at winning this year and then moving over to uh, to MLB news the Yankees agree on a deal with reliever Darren O'Day for one year 2.5 millions and the Yankees quickly found a replacement for their bullpen with Darren O'Day the deal includes players and club options for 2022 and is subject to a successful physical O'Day took the spot vacated when the Yankees traded Adam Ottaviano to Boston on Monday, a move that cut uh, $7.5 million from New York's payroll. O'Day is going to join Zach Britton, Chad Green as the, setup, as the primary setup guys for closer role as Chapman. O'Day, who's 38, was 4-0 with a 1.10 ERA in 16 and one-thirds innings over 19 games last year with Atlanta, striking out two and walking five while allowing eight hits. The Yankees are setting up a really good bullpen, which, might I add, they last week they signed Corey Kluber to a one-year, eleven million dollar deal, and Kluber's season with the with the Texas Rangers came to a, a, a bro, uh, an abrupt halt after he suffered a tear in his right sol- shoulder muscle in just eighteen pitches into his only start for the team in twenty twenty. It was Kluber's first start since suffering a broken right forearm when he was hit by a line drive on May first, twenty nineteen. I think that. It's a great trade, obviously a great trade for the Yankees. I feel like that they just needed another pitcher there, and I feel like they could go. I mean, if there's a chance, it, for $11 million, if there's even a chance that Corey, Corey, Corey Kluber rem- goes back to how he pitched in his olden days, then I think that he could be golden. This was a great thing for the Yankees, especially with... Uh, with their new with their struggling pitching staff, which I think is what struggled for them in the postseason last year and throughout the season. So I think that it it's a great thing for them to get a a fifty fifty less than fifty percent shot at a Cy Young winner. 
I think that he will do great. Well, thank you for listening to E21Go Sports. I'm Easton Durant. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at E21Go Sports. Thank you. You've been listening to the E21Go Sports Podcast, a production of Cogger Podcast Network. 